can get behind this a little bit. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 113, entitled Joe Mitlow. What's it like to be graduating from high school? Why choose the military through Army ROTC? How does it feel to have your last volleyball match coming up? What's it going... What's it going with your first... How's it going? (laughs) How's it going with your first girlfriend? How do you live while being hammered with emotional needs and emotional responding? Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinroom.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what is this Specifically, what specifically <laughs> is this podcast Words about? Words are hard. Dude, I told you. No man. matter who you, you are, at like. some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans twelve fifteen, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives along with some food talk to model rejoicing and mourning we then hit the main topic and finish with some do betters and can't do betters as well so while it may not be twelve fifteen in rome we're treating it like it is lunchtime in rome and for all of you who I missed hit the memo. fast forward and skip the intro man you missed some good stuff there from eric mm-hmm. well you know in my defense we were talking to uh nancy hines Doctor Nancy Hines. Doctor. Last episode. We talked about, I graduated with a 1.6. So, not the best reader in the Not what you'd like to call. And that's definitely something that. A reader. That's definitely (laughs) something that doesn't work for you real well, reading out loud. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm comfortable with it. It's funny. It's funny to me because, like, I'm like, I saw the word. It was how, but I said what, like, four times. Like, I get They're very similar. But but before, you'd have been destroyed by that. But you know what? You've healed emotionally. I'm very comfortable because of all this stuff we talk about. Absolutely. So I'm going to talk about what's been good and bad and food in my life. I was not here last week, and That's I'm sorry bad. I missed that. Um, but So I'm going to go back, and I, I say that because I want to go back to something that happened not this week in the good, but it was the previous week. And you know how in life, and I, I always tell Jay when we go on vacation, Jay is amazing at finding the windows of time mm. or weather <laughs> for things to do. Yeah. And, like, it's uncanny. He'll study it for three weeks, and then we get on it, and it's like, all right, this is the time. We have this hour. We have to go in the ocean now, and then <laughs> we have to go disc golfing. And it always works out exactly the way that you described. Go on. Um, which, which one is mine? Because it's really hot. Wow. You're loud. Uh, Could be three. Who's on tech? All right. Take three. Um, so... I had a moment with my family, with, with Lex, well, Ethan, you know, he's in the basement, whatever, but uh, Lex and, and Abby, um, we've been trying to get my pool together, right? Like, right. And so it needed to be resurfaced, and I was looking at hiring you know, professionals to do it, and it's going to cost some money, but more about, it wasn't so much about the money, it was about the timing, and with, with what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do the pool this year... Um, not getting people there when you need them. Not getting people there, and and the weather had to be perfect, you know, because you have to put like w- you you have to put one thing down. You have to put this. I mean, you know, I showed up and did five minutes of work, so. and it was and it was odd, and I really appreciated that. But you have to clean it, then you have yeah, to prep it. It's and a you, process. You have to put this, you know, to to patch the cracks. There's a certain stuff you have to put on, and then you got to paint it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a lot, you know. And I, I was kind of not stressing about it, but it was like, man, it's got to like I got to hit the right window. It's got to be perfect, and then. The whole time, like I said, I was I was looking for people to do it, and then we just had this window last weekend where it was really nice. Saturday and Sunday of last weekend were beautiful. They were. Not this past Saturday and Sunday. Two ago. Two ago. Mm, those were. Because last <laughs> Sunday was like 82, 83 degrees. Gorgeous. 
gorgeous. And so that's pool painting weather back where I'm from. <laughs> and I didn't want to do it myself. I just did not want to do it myself. I've known for like two or three years I have to do it. I was like, I'm hiring somebody to do it. Talk to your brother, Tommy. Dog rail painting. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. And nothing like we just did it, you know. So, anyways, the point is, we took this moment. It was like, like I was out there Sunday night. The sun's starting to go down, and I'm like, I got one paintbrush, and I'm like, I gotta paint this freaking thing before the sun goes down. And Lex came out, and she's like, all right. And then Abby came out, and and Abby pitched in. We got it done. I sent you guys all the the video. It was like glowing, beautiful. Yeah. So like Smur- it was, it was Smurf like, family, uh, her family. I think I still got blue paint on me. <laughs> like I feel like if there was like a satellite view, there would be like this beam of light coming out of the pool into the sky. Mm, like it was true. like so I saw the bright. Image. Yeah. It was the bluest blue that has ever been you seen. You could see it from space. Yeah. Unbelievable. So the point is, um, it's done, and I'm so happy about that. And it was done right, and I did it. Have I you started one. filling it with water? With the rain. <laughs> yep. So not the hose yet. Not the hose yet. No. That goes to my second point where um, Lex and I are taking a 20th anniversary right. vacation and the the day we leave, we're dropping the hose in the pool. When we come back, it'll be filled and then I'll get, we're going to be swimming in like two weeks, bro. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you who's ready. Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> Maggie is so ready. You, you use the word we very loosely. You will not be swimming. I will not be swimming. But also the other side of it is my neighbor, the legend, Keith Stone, wants yes. to pay for a um, a heater. Then I'll be swimming. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll see you in July. It will be a constant, what, 82? 82? Four? Wow. 84? I don't know. He like, keeps going. Not even 76? 116. 90's fine. <laughs> Can you make some bubbles and get it to 106? I'm good. <laughs> so that's that's exciting to me. Like, we're going to, we've, we've made some good improvements. There's improvements to come. Um, the bad would be this past week drained just I'm really coasting on fumes today I'm today I'm okay but like past week really coasting on fumes um, you know work wise um, some relationship wise you, you just you know you have people that that um, they, they, they take things from you and mm. as many spoons as you have when you wake up in the morning sometimes you go to bed at night and you don't have any more spoons to give. In fact, you're in a deficit, and that's sometimes what we talk about as far as the the cup, you know, in the top of the cup. Cup. That you said cop. Cup. Um, you know, and, and so in a lot of ways, there there was a lot of, just a lot, like kind of the perfect storm of things that um, draw from you. And, you know, as, as, as strong as you are, as, as much as you wake up in the morning, you're like, yeah, you know, everything's good, or um, I can face this day things happen to you and it's it's a you know it's like a bank account you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that's that's where i'm at with that food dude i have been enjoying coming over here a little bit early with eric he's been making the best food my um, man to preview the whole podcast um tonight he made asparagus and some leftover ribeye mm-hmm. which dude the leftover ribeye was amazing it turned out better than i thought it really would. really good yeah um you had three of them and they fed like Fifty, you know, fifty thousand people, five thousand yeah, people. They're, they're big. They're big steaks. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. Um, so that's my good, bad, and food. Um, and I also want to just throw this over to Joe. Joe. Joe Mitlow. Hey. Hey. Joe. hey. On here for the first time, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing mighty fine. Great. It's so good to hear. Good. And you're good. You're bad. You're my good. My bad is the same thing. Um, Ooh. My, my pull. Yes. <laughs> nice. Getting ready. I remember when you helped me. <laughs> I dropped it um, <laughs> um, my last season of volleyball is coming to an end tomorrow. Man, that's bittersweet. That's crazy. It very much is. And specifically, so last night I had a game, and we were losing pretty bad. And this is like the last serve I'm ever getting mm-hmm. in high school volleyball oh, no. on my home court. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm res- I-, I have adrenaline pumping because I'm mad we're losing. But... I tell my setter, okay, set me on this one. Oh, wait, you're not talking your last serve. You mean your last hit. No, what were you laughing at? (laughs) Because you said serve. And I thought, because the story behind that is, maybe the last time I pulled Joe and put a guy who's on our team, he's kind of like the manager, he's got, he's uh, loosely special needs, and I thought you were going to say, for my last serve on the court. He brings in this kid. <laughs> no. no, your last hit is what you meant. Sure. Got it. Um, my last hit. I tell him to set me. 
And instead of hitting the ball, you went over and punched somebody right in the face. I went over to the other side and I started beating <laughs> just up just a kid. Annihilated left him. and right. Didn't expect that. No. Um, I went up and I hit the ball. And I didn't see where it went, and I looked behind me, and it landed out of bounds on my side, which means we got the point. Mm. It was he off blocked the other, it. Right, yeah. But you block. didn't see what happened between then and then. No, I did not. Right. So I'm pumped. I'm like, yeah, I got one. All right, right. point. And then after the game, I'm talking to Heather Houlihan, and she's like, nice hit off that kid's face. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? She goes, you hit it off of his face. Didn't you know that? And I said, no, nobody told me that. And so I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go to the kid who records every volleyball game consistently for the whole season. And I go, hey, do you have that third game on tape? And he goes, no, I didn't record that one. <laughs> I forgot oh, that one. Oh, no. And so then Isn't I went. always the case? I know. And then I went to the one in the stands who was recording. No, I didn't record that game. Oh, oh man. Hey, Steph Strauss, the athletic director, is the, is the live stream camera on that I can get some footage from? No. <laughs> So you don't remember it in real life. Everybody could be lying to me. He could have picked up the ball, signed it, and kissed it, threw it out of bounds. I would not know. The one moment. Right. Oh, the man. one moment I want on tape for volleyball is gone. <laughs> That's my last home match. Oh, so man. is that your good or your bad? That is or both. 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 <laughs> both is the kill. The bad is the, I don't you're, know if it actually happened or not. Your good could be a total lie. We don't know. It could. We, I'm going to maintain the fact that it was. That sounds like an X-File. No, you probably don't even know what that is. I do. Okay, great, awesome. And very few few people know this about Joe, but he has a great job mm -hmm. and he makes lots of money and he spends all of it eating out. So, Joe, what's the best mm. uh, fast food slash food you've had in the past week? Fast food. I had Jersey. Any food. Any food. Any. Well, that's two different answers. Well, yeah, because you have a dad that can cook. <laughs> I'll go real food first. Um, breakfast sandwich from oh, um, yeah. Mr. Mitlow over here, my father. Mm. I've experienced that. Breakfast <laughs> I've seen sandwich. a picture of it. Otherwise known as Coach Dad. Coach Dad. Coach so Dad. It's just two eggs, sausage, bacon, cheese, Don't say hot it's, sauce. It's just. <laughs> it's a simple sandwich. <laughs> I'm a simple sandwich kind of guy. That's okay. We've experienced that sandwich on vacation. It is unbelievable. That would be a good question. Is it better on vacation, everything is better. At the beach. Everything, absolutely. That's everything. The, that's or is it better at midnight? At midnight, I when only you eat haven't them. eaten all night. It's been six hours. It's midnight. I'm tired. Uh, it's still, rejuvenating. I'll still say it's better on vacation because when you're on vacation, like at least for you don't me, gain weight. Well, no, but like you're eating all the time. You're like because like, I'm like if I eat at midnight, man, it starts to get there a bit. Well, no, not on like, vacation. But like on vacation, you're like, are you hungry? I mean, I could eat. Right. <laughs> All know, the time. Like, it's right, exactly. So, like, I'm never really hungry. When, when you offer the breakfast sandwich, you're like, well, I could eat, you know, but it's better. It tastes better. It's a phenomenon. I feel it like is. when you're when you're like when you're on vacation, especially at the beach, you burn like thirty thousand calories a day, you know, and you can eat whatever you want at any point in time. But like that same sandwich, when you're in your rut, you know, just on a day to day. Burn two thousand calories, three thousand calories, whatever, and yeah, and you don't understand this because mm -hmm. you know you're still in your teens. But I'm gonna ride this for as long as you I do, can. It, do, do it. Do it. Just do it. Absolutely. So, anyways, not to steal your story. Or no, anything that's like fine. That. that was about it. Those are great stories. What's though? the best fast food or the eating out food? For the first time, a couple weeks ago, I had Jersey Mike's, hmm. and then today yeah. I went again, and hmm. it's really good. It is good better sandwich. than Subway. Oh yeah. Oh sure. It, Subway's mean, real dry. Eh, I mean, not. Not to offend you, but it's not hard to beat Subway. True. That's very true. Yeah, but Jersey Mike's, they're mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Our number one sponsor. <laughs> number one sponsor from our tech guy, Chris. Lunchtime in Rome, <laughs> sponsored by Jersey Mike's. Not really. Not really. <laughs> not I like the sound bite. Yeah, that was pretty good. First so, Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> next Jersey should, Mike's. Who's going to get us next? <laughs> um, yeah, so my, uh, let's say, man... Uh, there is so much that is packed into this past week for me. Um, I'm going to say, man, I can't do that. If What's only. some of it? No, like I was going to say, like, so we have friends who have actually been on this podcast, Justin and Lauren. Mm. You don't say. And they are currently, I don't even know if I can say Deep it. in the middle of a, of a big life event. Theological drama of life. <laughs> Um, yeah. But it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. And the other part of that, it's very joyous. Um, but it is a tough time for them. And I actually I um, had some time with Justin on Friday, and it was a really good time. But it's it's a heavy season for them, and, and it's kind of burdened on me. Mm -hmm. um, 
but they're living in a lot of tension right now. Man, Good, bad. I, lo- I love them so much, yep. and man, I want to see them uh, come through this triumphant, and it's going to be great. I know it's going to be great. But you're burdened for them. I am burdened for them. Um, my other. There's, I have two goods. I can't pass up the one good, which is Mother's Day with Amy. We, mm. we had such a special time and such a good time with um, just the three of us on Sunday. That was awesome. And then the other time on Saturday, me and Mags went to a park out in Greensburg. We visited the Morans. Mm. Uh, Matt and Jordan and his kids out at this park in Greensburg. And this park is unlike any other park I've ever seen. Which park was it? Twin Lakes? The Sheldon Avenue Park, I think is what it's called. Okay. Um, no, but they had this like zip line that you you sit on it um, and you kind of straddle this like seat this like little seat and you go down one end and hit you and then you kind of come back and Mags just absolutely loved it and she just wanted to... She's still making her noise? (laughs) Which one? (laughs) 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 Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) Which is absolutely hysterical. But but yeah, there's, there's moments of like just like absolute pure joy um, that is... It just brings my like. It just makes me feel good inside. And uh-huh. you watch, and you 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 celebrate, and you're so happy. Like I'm bringing you this joy, and then yeah. in the back of your mind, you're like, when have I been that happy recently? <laughs> <laughs> or my my mind also goes to it's going to be a long car ride home from Greensburg because I know like we're going to be really tired, and she's going to be kind of cranky in the back seat. What and that was very down. true. <laughs> but in that moment, which I try to like, I like I'm very much trying to live in the moment through all of Maggie's life and concentrating in the now and like in the moment it was just so fun it was it was just pure joy and it was just so much fun um food wise man i cooked ribeye i cooked scallops i cooked shrimp for mother's day it was all really good but the best the best was the sous vide bro i forgot about the sous vide i didn't bring it up i got pork in the sous vide right now for you guys. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll break it out afterwards. I promise. All right. Um, Why don't you tell everybody else what you're talking about? Sous vide bacon. All right. Wait, what? Well, the sous vide pork chops. You were like, oh, it's so good. And here's oh, how I put it, it together. So, so I set no, you up and you're okay. like, no, nah, that's not going to go in I don't there. want to go off on a huge tangent, but I'm, I'm since I'm on the carnivore diet now, I'm using the sous vide more than ever. Right. Just like a water bath gets it up to temp. We've talked about it in right. the past. It cooks everything to temperature perfectly. So, like, pork, whatever temperature you like pork at, you know, boom, 145, boom. It's perfect temperature. Um, but I did, I actually did bacon the other day. So, like, I, I sous vide the bacon. But it's then crazy. I, I finished it off in, in a cast iron skillet. Best, best bacon I've ever had. Like, it's unbelievable. It's the best, like, man. I love cooking with that. Cheat code. It is a cheat code because, like, my thing, my new thing is now, like, I'm going to put a pork chop in in the morning. And then at lunchtime, I'm going to have a perfectly cooked pork chop. Like, this is very much the me of How cooking. How convenient is our world? But no, but like, but no, like, sure, sure. I, no, I get I, that. I celebrate it. No, no, no. Like, I, I'm I get all that. about it. I get that for you. Like, it's convenient. But how, like, it is so me of cooking. Dude. Like I celebrate with like, it with, with like you. Tech- a gadget. Like, but, well, exactly, a gadget. Because I'm gadget like, Especially cooking. on the carnivore diet. I'm like, like, you've you've worked so hard to get to this point. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, how can I hook this, up, hook this up to my Google Home so I can just say, like, okay, Google. <laughs> you know they have Alexa sinks? <laughs> they do. Alexa, do you remember but I don't know if it works with my sous vide. That's the only thing. Mm. Like, remember Back to the Future where like he wakes up and like there's the whole gadget about just you know how it cooks bacon? Oh yeah, like the the um That's the, the rune gold everything machine. Everything is gold all machine. Yeah. about getting yeah. the bacon into the pan. I'm telling you, but it like yes, the, it it cooks the pork into like like it's perfectly done, not overdone because like my so, mouth is watering right now. Like I want there, some there's a lot of pork that like is overdone. And it's just too tough. And mm-hmm. it's Ethan like, pointed out yeah. some pork gets chewy. Uh, that's true, <laughs> but man, the sous vide. It's it's on point. Thanks for bringing it up. James. But all the meat that I, I I sous vide the ribeye. Nice. And finished it off on the pan for Mother's Day. Turned out fantastic. So good. Um, but yeah, it's been that's been a blast to use. It's it's been a lot of fun, Man. and I feel great. 
Update on the carnivore diet. I feel great. Um, Talk about just like you yeah. said, like your joints, your muscles, that kind of stuff. Inflammation is is down. Like I feel like you know, just even like I still have pain in my shoulder that we've talked about before, but like it's less, mm-hmm. and I haven't like put the like put it. I haven't put the balm on. <laughs> Nobody told you to put the balm on. Thank you, Jackie. I haven't, I haven't put the balm on or, or taken any medicine for it. Um, so like all that. I feel like it's it's very much losing, feels good. losing clothes you've sizes. Dro- yeah, losing you've dropped, sizes, dropped yeah. significant weight. Yeah, I yeah I've dropped weight, um, but I've also like I've dropped weight and then I've gained some, but I've also hmm. lost size in hmm. terms of clothes. So like and moving it around. Yeah, and and I <laughs> transferring some weight. Yeah, and and I feel like um, I feel like I've gained some muscle, even mm-hmm. though I, like I don't really like. You're work. not out running like you were two yeah, years ago or whatever. No, and I'm not like weightlifting or anything like that. But I do feel like I've, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of tightened up. Right. You know. Well, I mean, the, the, the clothing sizes is probably the biggest. So now we got two runner. guys have been on carnivores, and yeah. you've been on since the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, January 11th. And you've been like, about three weeks. Two or three. I'm not saying I'm ever going to go on it, but that's a pretty good testament to to the carnivore and and I mean I celebrate you guys with that because it's so hard that. to do. It's so hard, no, it's hard especially for you. <laughs> no, dude, it's, he has steak every night. I'm telling you, like I know, but like I know I'm a different animal. Jay's the meat guy. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like I love a good steak, but like I am very much like lasagna, pasta, hoagie, Whoa. pizza guy, bread, right. And mm, bread. you know it's not easy. It's I'm gonna say it's not easy, but it's not difficult because like right mm. now, like I don't know how I could like eat something else right now. Like yeah. I'm so full, and I didn't even finish my steak, mm-hmm. even though it was a huge steak tonight. But like that's the only thing I ate. Like mm-hmm. you saw, like mm-hmm. I didn't finish it, and I'm like, I I can't eat any. I can't eat anymore. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy. So. Mm. And I got a steak and leftover wings waiting for me at home, so I'm good to go. Oh, I still got leftover wings. See? I just want to go eat meat right now, man. <laughs> so for me, uh, the word of the week is awkward. Uh, mm. I'm a big fan of Jersey Shore, and DJ Polly D, in the most inopportune moments, just always goes, awkward! <laughs> um, and I had both an awkward meeting and an awkward phone call this week, where it's one of those things where you go like, Ooh, it's, it's going to be awkward. You know? yeah. And somebody said to me on Sunday, hey, you know, I really appreciate you making that phone call. It's a big deal. And I said, you know, I said, it's my honor to do that. You know, I, I, I embrace at times the awkward mm-hmm. that if anybody's got to do this, I'm glad it's me. I'm yeah. glad this is a part of my job description. I'm glad I'm the one that gets to be in the fire in just the, the terribly awkward. And they were two different conversations. One was more personal. And the other was just terribly sensitive and awkward. You know, personally, meaning just it's an awkward person I was meeting with. And they don't listen to the podcast, so it's cool. But, um, <laughs> and, in, and the thing is, with awkward, my, that is my good this week. Because mm-hmm. in both cases, especially the meeting, I mean, it was three minutes in, and I'm like, I am such a jerk. Like, yeah, this is a little bit awkward, but this is awesome. And, like, it was such a good meeting, and the guy just just wanted me to pour into his heart and his life and give him some places to, to serve and love other people. And we went back and forth, and, and it happens a lot. Like, people that aren't like you, and they're just different personalities. At least, I don't want to say you. I'll say me. People that aren't like me, it's like, oh, man, oh, we're so different. Hmm. But then when you get into there... You know, and whether they're like super churchy or they have their own shtick and they think they're the funniest person in the world, whatever. See, I know I'm the funniest person in the world. And see, if somebody (laughs) thinks they are, that's just awkward. But but both the meeting and the phone call, which I said, you know, was a far more serious situation. They ended up great. And Mm. it was just an honor to be there and to be a part of people's lives and to be in sensitive moments. To me, that's good, and that I know I've done something this week. Um, I have two bads. One is the the awkward phone call. Even though it went great, and they're they're brought great resolution and information. Once the anticipation and anxiety, for lack of a better term, subsided, and I'm like, okay, this is a phone call. I can love this person. I can help this person through this and everything else. And you're like relieved, and then you go, yeah, this isn't over. <laughs> Right, this isn't over at all, and there's going to be many more mm-hmm. awkward moments down the road, and so I'm burdened for everybody mm-hmm. in the story um, for that. Um, but it'll be my honor to be there for them then 
as well. And the other bad thing we briefly mentioned, which is, you know, my coaching career of my boy is about to be over. It's over. <laughs> um, tomorrow night at Central Catholic in a match we can definitely win. So You're gonna win. I hope it's gonna so. that causes me anxiety as well. We lost to him the first time, but we're better now, and we've got one of our players back. And it's so, a way, it's a it's a at Central at Central, Central Catholic at Central. Um, but it's it's interesting. Like we already had senior night earlier in the year, so that in case somebody had an exposure to COVID and we didn't have to cancel and everything else, mm-hmm. and it was a little emotional at that moment. I pulled two of the seniors off the court. I probably mentioned it on the podcast, and uh, to put you know sort of give them their last round of applause. And as I and I left Joe and another player on the court because I didn't want them to come off the court yet. <laughs> and then as I had them come off, I'm like, I'm about to pull my son off on senior mm. night. And I, I got choked up. Sure. And mm. then I was like, Joe doesn't want this. <laughs> Joe does not want me tearing up while he comes off the I court. I didn't even notice if it makes you feel Well, better. I sucked it up, Buttercup. And I, and I was just like, I gave you the firm J. Joe handshake and mm-hmm. you got off. But, you know, with tomorrow night, you know, I kn- I'm pretty sure you don't want a big tearful hug at the end of the match and no. all that. <laughs> no. 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 No, 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 no. <laughs> and so I will, I will keep that in check. But it's, it's been a wild ride, and I couldn't be more proud of the player he's become. We've said a couple times this year, just that. Did you think you were going to be this good? He's like, no, no. And he's like, did you? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, and he's a mutual thinking of this isn't going to work out. No, I never we're said it wouldn't work out. Way. But you've become quite the player, and I'm, and I'm real proud. Of, thank you for coaching me through all of it. Yes, mm. it has been my honor. Wow. Um, it's beautiful. What a great son you are. It really is beautiful. It's been fun. And it's been fun to display our relationship in front of many other people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because they're all, and I know you know this, but they're always watching, mm-hmm. um, which is why I pulled you off the court to put, you know, Tay on in the other day. And, you know, so nobody can say, oh, you never no, coach your well. son, pastor right. son. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there's times where I've said, you know, well, you know, you're cut. And grounded. And he's like, he'll run away. He's like, that's fair. I deserved it. But that's, uh, food-wise, you know, for Mother's Day, you made ribeyes, you made scallops. I made, Rachel, tuna noodle casserole. And shrimp. I I, I made made shrimp, too. Oh, I'm sorry, you made shrimp as well. I'm sorry, yeah. But not that crappy kind with, like, the vegetables and peas and stuff. Well, no, for Rachel, for sure. She She, wants that. Oh, she wants it, like... Like cafeteria, uh, 1963. Do you exactly. wear a hairnet? Yeah, I do. I do. I <laughs> do. You leave a little bit of the. <laughs> do you put like you have a big mole on your cheek? I got like, the gout. You know? Yeah, you I got, got the, the gout, gout just yeah. for that. Hair yeah. to Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, but uh, but I you know I zhuzh it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you can't yeah. help it. No, but it's fun to make that kind of stuff. Do you catch the tuna need... on your own? Or do you buy that like canned stuff? I, we got in the pond. Ah. Okay. <laughs> right. It's wild caught. We got some fish that are just, you know, like eating right. fish. Tuna ish. Just eating fish. It's not tuna fish, it's tuna ish. <laughs> tuna ish. Yeah. It's ish fish. Cool. Some, fish. Sometimes kids in the, in the neighborhood fish. just come along and stuff one in their pocket and walk Speaking off of volleyball, that's another Speaking volleyball player. Oh, is he a player? Oh. Yeah, he's a he's a soft Sophomore yes. on the team this year, yes. We did have a kid who was a friend of Bella's take a fish out of our pond, what stick it in his stories. pocket. Walk up the street to his house and put it into his aquarium. It's okay. He put water in his pocket <laughs> before putting the fish in the pocket. <laughs> did he, Wait, did he ask permission to take the fish? No. no. Oh, just grabbed a fish out of your pond Cor- and in his pocket. His parents knew and never even told us. Ah, right. They're like, oh, yeah, we thought it was hilarious. We're like, it's still stealing. You took a fish <laughs> from a pond. I mean, it did live. But, I mean, we're not saying Kendall's name, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... I am also uh, so grateful, not just for your volleyball career, but for the fact that you have been a young man for a long time and that the men in this room, as I mentioned in the preview on uh, Lunchtime in Rome's Facebook page, uh, just did an amazing uh, act of love in in including you early on, Mm -hmm. even when you were still a little teenager and not the big young man that you are today. And I'm glad that you're with us today and excited to, uh, to have you tell your story. Go go <laughs> go! <laughs> Let me ask. Can I ask, can I ask a question? You can, I can lead right in unless you want to say yeah. anything, Joe, about you because you wanted to be on the podcast. For a while. I have wanted to be on, the and, podcast. and has it good to be on the podcast now? It is, but I'm I'm lost right now. Yeah. So oh, let me ask you this, go. Joe. I know that um, we kind of started with Ethan. Ethan was on the podcast mm-hmm. a little bit ago, and um, you know, trying to get into the into the heads of. 
like you're going to you're going to school right yeah and like for for us adults it's like oh man this is weird and we, you know we can deal with complications but as mm-hmm. somebody who's in high school especially your senior freaking year i mean yeah. your junior year ended with a shutdown right you on know? my birthday on your birthday mm-hmm at the end of you know middle of march and and all of a sudden you're not going to school anymore yeah ah, two weeks right and then all of a sudden now it's leaking into your senior year and 14 now all, months later right. right and i know that you really want that you're counting you 14 really, months tomorrow <laughs> you really wanted the senior wow. year experience right you wanted mm-hmm. all of the things like you were yeah. really looking forward to that like some kids are like let me let me just move on and and all that you were really looking forward to it so yeah. how has mm-hmm. this you know, past 13, 14 months affected you in that, um, you know, what, what, what are the disappointments that you've had to endure? How have, how have you endured those? And what are the joys and, you know, positives that you've you found in this mm-hmm. adversity that you're facing? Because it's, it's an adversity like, you know, not like anybody else your age has dealt with yeah. in a long, long time. Well, it's weird. So a negative of it is I enjoyed school before. I've right. always enjoyed school because right. I'm a nerd. Um, and so just not going back, like the end of my junior year was the, one of the weirdest, hardest things in my life because I'm just sitting at home all day and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I got another assignment. Okay, I'll do that mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year, it's like, oh, yeah, you can go back. Kind of. Kind but of. you have to wear a mask. You have to six feet God. apart. Lunch in, not even in the cafeteria, like in your homeroom. Mm-hmm. Really? It's just oh, weird. weird. It's weird. Yeah. But like a setback of it being like, I didn't get homecoming. Mm-hmm. I there's a bunch of restrictions on mm. prom to the point where I'm probably you guys not are doing go. prom. They are at Heinz Field, but I'm probably not going to go. What it, descri- would you describe that for me? I mean, I'm curious. Prom at Heinz Field. Yes, it's in FedEx Hall, and it's supposed to be like a masked prom, I think, but it's for only seniors and no outside guests. So my girlfriend, who graduated high school last year, isn't allowed right. to come. So the girl got a name, Leah Marie. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, so. But but think about that. That sucks. I man. mean, you guys have known Joe for a long time. The kid has never had a girlfriend, and you guys have met Leah. She's yeah. okay. You know, I mean, you uh, wouldn't mind taking her to a dance. <laughs> we love, right. And so here it is, senior prom. You want to show off? You can't take. Nothing. You want to show off your girlfriend? But you yeah, want to show off like, your girlfriend? Hey, I can do this. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, just all that setback. And wait, what? What's the FedEx thing? The FedEx Hall. That's what it's called. It's like their banquet so in hall Heinz at Heinz Field. Field. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like their sponsored build, like their sponsored por- portion of Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. And graduations so at a separate football field. I think. Angry for you right now, and sad that you can't have the actual experience. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I graduated from Penn Hills. We we did it on the Gateway Clipper, and you know, it was it was. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember it because you know. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a long That's time why. ago. That's why I don't remember like a it. But, years but like, ago. but it was also like, uh, we could do whatever we want. You know, show up and whatever. That like, hey, you have to show up here, and then you have to be like this, and then you have to have this on you. Like, mm-hmm. that's so restrictive and yeah. And it that shows sucks, one man. of the things I've learned from 14 months of high school is I always took the first 11 years of high school like, yeah, this is a thing. It's always going to happen like this. Granted. Don't take things for granted. Nope. Just mm. with my life. Just mm. oh, your brother. Yeah. Don't take him for granted. He's mm-hmm. gone in a day, and I didn't even know about it. Um, mm. Senior year, gone. Just cherish what you have now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a, you are wise beyond your years there, Joe. I've been told been that. through a lot. I'm sure I'll learn that later in life, but right now it's it's weird. Yeah. You it's just like, feel like you. That's me. Well, right. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, like how, how yeah. about, about Trey? Yeah. So Since you mentioned it. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, So just one morning, November 5th. Um, I mm. leave school. Trey's Trey passed away. My dad said Trey went to go live with Jesus, mm. and just right then my life changed forever. Mm. I mean, as it should, but in ways that I would never even imagine. Right? Like, <coughs> um, mm. it set a course in my life that I never would have thought of. I was twelve years old, but even now looking at him, like that's really life changing. Is that I've my highest emotional need is security yeah seeing that i just had my brother taken away from me Mm. ripped out from under me and now it's i have to live with the anxiety of like oh wonder if that's going to happen again right maybe it happens to bella tomorrow right you know as a child is when i would be up at 4 a.m and just hearing noises downstairs i'm like someone's breaking in everything's about to go to (coughs) gone Mm -hmm. and it's all gonna fall apart and then i'm like looking back i'm like that's really hard for a 12 year old let alone an 18 year old going into 
college and ROTC and all that. It's just wow. It's so overwhelming. Let me tell you, for a 43-year-old, that would be insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. and you dealt with it as a 12-year-old. Yeah. That's a weird thing to think about, too, is that, like, of course I remember it was six years ago, but, like, today is his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that was a long time ago that, like, oh, yeah, like, seven years ago, you were celebrating a birthday this day. And I still am celebrating today, but, like, mm. life changes, and it's weird. Mm. Do you look back and feel bad for 12-year-old you? Sometimes. Yeah. And others, it's just, like, I feel bad, but then it's... How would he have known? How would he have known? Just like the stuff that's about to happen for him. Like I feel like I want to prepare him. Mm. That like life's gonna change, and it's just you're not ready for it, but it's gonna be okay. Mm. Like there are moments where you're like, it's not. It's sure. sucks right now, but it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And wow. It, you know, and like there, like the older i get and this is not to make it about me at all but the older i get it's like there's a timeline you're just on it you know and and there's some things you can control and there's other things that you just stand back and go well that's part of it now you Mm -hmm. know and and as an adult i'm not saying you can handle it because there's things like you know we deal with as adults it's like man i'm gonna that's gonna take a long time to process that Mm -hmm. You're a 12-year-old, and mm-hmm. you just were given this particular arc of this timeline, yeah. and it's just a part of your timeline now. And so you're always going to be, in some way, shape, or form, um, impacted by that. Yeah. So, how, you know, uh, you can't predict the future, but no. how do you, right now, how, like when you look, say, 10 years old, 10 mm-hmm. years from now, mm-hmm. how do you feel like, like how is this going to impact you, and, 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 and how are you preparing yourself emotionally for mm-hmm. to continue on on this sure. timeline you know what i mean yeah so the biggest thing it, it gave me terrible anxiety like mm-hmm. doing something that's changing like changing in my life terrifies me like going to college rotc i'm changing in my life that's so scary huge like, changes are happening in your life i know right and now. I'm, it's not fully processing yet and i'm sure once it does it'll be oh no <laughs> but then yeah so prepping myself now just for 10 years i'm just it has been okay it's yeah yeah it sucks a lot at times and for a long time it might be bad but eventually it'll be okay mm. i just have to remember that fact in my head which it's hard sometimes but sure you know it's it's there i have to remember that that's what i'm hoping to do at least sure life changes though man I mean, you've experienced something that one i pray that nobody ever experiences but also like i can't like i can't even comprehend like what you've gone through mm-hmm. as a kid you know at age 12 and growing mm-hmm. into a man that you yeah. are now like like that's just like well i think some of the unbelievable impact, some of the impact that like joe we haven't even i mean touched on mm-hmm. you know we say okay you're 12 and you lose your brother yeah right but you were eight when he was diagnosed now you're much more oblivious then much more i didn't much even more. know it was like right I mean, we had to, if you right. remember we, we had the talk that trey was in a race against cancer mm-hmm. and that we said you know I'm, I'm bringing joe at eight and what well seven and five is when he was diagnosed you guys were that old and so the analogy we used was that trey is in a race and we're all in a race with trey against mm-hmm. cancer mm-hmm. and the reality is we may not win that race mm-hmm. yeah because from the beginning we had to you know i couldn't say he's gonna be fine because then when you're 12 you're like well if you if you if you i'm out he wasn't fine why should i trust you now right right mm-hmm. But my point mm-hmm. is the number of just different things that happened in your life between, I mean, in the life of anybody zero to twelve, difficult. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, the now, most, it's the most impressionable years of your entire life, foundation of your life. Yep. So from seven to twelve, you know, we've we've barely touched on. You know, we start talking about stories recently, yeah. like, hey, what? How come this happened? Or you know, mm-hmm. like Trace failed surgery, and I didn't even know about that until like maybe three years ago. Like the reality of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's there's more layers to unfold. But what I think is, and what I'd love for you to comment on is, mm-hmm. you know, your, your highest emotional need is security. Mm-hmm. And you just talked about, I've had tons of anxiety. But also, I think maybe because your other high need is acceptance and you have a, such a low need for comfort, mm-hmm. you don't present anxiety. I think mm-hmm. anybody who's watching this right now, anybody in this room is going... What do you mean anxiety? No, no. Like, when he said that, that really surprised me because right. you, you really seem to take everything in stride. Mm. That never occurred to me. 
that you're an anxious person and your and your behavior shows otherwise because mm-hmm. if you're truly de- not okay maybe you do experience anxiety but you're not debilitated by it because you wouldn't say yeah i want to go do rotc and i want to jump out of planes mm-hmm. i'm going to join the ranger team right and learn how to repel out of helicopters right because that doesn't scare you no you know but life life scares me life right scares change you. scares me the most interesting hmm. um because that, you say ahead. you haven't we haven't talked about it as much it just hit me that like i don't present anxiety that much that it Really I don't, don't do it consciously. Like, I'm not like, okay, I have to hide my anxiety, push it down now. That it just kind of happened. That, yeah, I've never thought about that. So, how, how, so you know, it's a, it's a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. We don't see it on the outside. Sure. It's kind of a disconnect. How do, how do you deal with it then? I don't, it, to be honest, I can't give you an answer right now, but like, cause I've just kind of unfortunately learned to live with it that like, yeah, you're going to be anxious going into this, but you just have to keep going. And, like, you're going to get nowhere mm. living in your comfort zone. And, and I was going to say, you just have to keep going. And, and, you know, when you're talking about a little bit earlier about, um, you know, just, just what you dealt with with, mm-hmm. with high school and, and all of that, it so much of this life, and I think... You do have to keep going. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to have that attitude of, of not, regardless of you know what's pressing around on you. Mm-hmm. You got to keep taking those steps. Otherwise, you find yourself just kind of sitting in a pit. And then yeah. when you find yourself sitting in the pit, it becomes a prison. And then it starts to build on you. It and just it, it's it a domino effect, mm-hmm. right? And well, so I'm glad, be, I'm, I'm glad you recognize that. Wouldn't that be where anxiety that. transitions to depression? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm anxious about this, but you're like, because not gonna let it stop me. Right. But and, you so can be, you can be anxious and not fall off that cliff. But what I want to to compliment Joe because I've seen like I feel like I've seen Joe in anxious moments, mm. but Joe doesn't go to a point of depression or whatever. He mm-hmm. and for anybody suffering from depression, we're not saying that no. you're weak or anything no, else. No, like no, that. no, no. My point is that no. My point is that he's nope. My point is that he is open and honest, and he's comfortable with asking a question, so that he he can get an answer to like i like i feel anxious and that's there there's a reason why i feel anxious and i'm going to ask a question that can get me an answer to the problem or mm-hmm. whatever whatever is yeah. in front of me right security part like, of, right, right exactly I need like to guarantee i like that, oh, right. this is going to be okay right you, i'm feeling okay. anxious but i need to i need to figure out what that answer is mm-hmm. and i ask it because i'm comfortable asking it which speaks well of who you are as a man which Thank is you. which is awesome yeah I think we we often we talk about in our family that we've experienced the worst life has to offer and realize you can still be okay. And that's true. It's very true. And I think that is a life lesson that Joe and Bella have experienced. But there's two other parts of that we don't talk about a lot, which is one, still might suck real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can be okay, but it really sucks. And two, we don't talk about this enough, that there are things, and Brian, you alluded to this earlier, when you talked about the timeline of life or whatever else or the trajectory that you know we've come to the c- conclusion i certainly have over the years that there are things coming in life you have zero control over mm-hmm. yeah and so the key is to learn to adapt and what you're coming to grips with also as an 18 year old is like oh so this is life like you know, because as as a grow as adults, we're and everybody listening, they're like, yeah, you've run, you've run the track a couple of times, right? We've been you've hit the seen side this of the corner, head and going, yeah. right. could I have avoided that at all? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the key is to you know to face that fear and to move or that that not fear, but to face that, that reality and be reality able to that situation yep. and still push through, which is a testimony to your strength yep. and courage mm-hmm. to not be sucking your thumb, mm-hmm. you sure. know, sitting in the dark, but yet saying, all right, I'm going to do these things. All right. It's going to make me a little anxious, but I'm going to have mm-hmm. that fuel me. And what's interesting about it. I lost my train of thought. Um, bu- 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, was is it the bu 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 or the yeah 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 that brought you <laughs> the back? Bu, bu, bu. <laughs> the bu 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 is a very memorable, <laughs> memory-inducing. I gotta, uh, mm-hmm, I gotta remember that. I'll probably forget. Bu, 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 bu. You'll be like, you'll be like, <laughs> how 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 bu, bu, bu. what what what? Yeah. <laughs> Just put this audio on when you forget something. Bu, 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 bu. Uh, <laughs> I lost my show. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and that going through life that 
I've always thought, like, as a child, like, oh, I don't fully understand what people mean by this. And just, yeah, I'll probably learn someday. But, like, experiencing that, going through life now, I'm like, oh, this is what everyone meant by, you're going to experience this and it's mm. going to suck a little bit. Yeah. Mm. But what I look, f- look not look forward to, but look to as help is that, okay, a lot of people have gone through this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been okay. So I'll probably be okay. Right. I just need to fight what I'm fighting now yeah. and just deal with it and push through. Yeah. And I'm so proud of the conversations we've had recently where, you know, you've realized some things I need to go back and look over. You know, like you just mm-hmm. said, I need to push through. And, you know, you've, we've talked about how you've said, maybe I've pushed down mm. yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Um, your one quote to me was, yeah. you know, I've, I've had some really bad thoughts and in the past. And I thought to myself, what was your quote? I'll deal with that for later. Later, <laughs> Joe. Mistake. Anyone listening, <laughs> thinking that thought. Mm, well, you said, mm, that sounds like an adult emotion. <laughs> I'm just going to go be a kid, which there is some wisdom in that. Sure. But, right. Um, but, yeah. that's. I guess that's to call back to how do I deal with it. What I used to do is push it down. I just didn't think about it. And I uh, not had it leave my body, but leave my mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would just push it down, and I would say, eh, that's a problem for later, Joe. He'll deal with it later. But that's a, that's a really good look because mm. it leaves your mind, but it doesn't leave your spirit. No. You I'm being open. Like, in the past few months, I realized that that was a mistake, mm-hmm. and now I'm dealing with, well, now I have six years of emotions and discomfort and all that, and then it, my emotional cup's pretty full right now, so I should probably let some of that out, but I haven't in six years. Wow. Being, like, I think I did the math, that it was, like, it was four and a half years. I didn't cry. Well, as like four and a half like, years, you didn't cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. just didn't let that emotion out because I was scared of letting it out because I hadn't. I've I've always always uh, pushing it down. Sure. Mm-hmm. And just now I'm realizing that was really stupid. Mm. Well, it's that not like stupid. It's survival. Yep. It's not advantageous. Right. It's not. It, it was disadvantageous to right. me it's right not, now. It's not healing. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's it's not productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of emotional needs. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Can I ask you about expectations? Um, sure. You are what are your expectations of Brian? <laughs> he gave <laughs> me a car, so no. thank you for that. <laughs> I will never stop thanking you for a car. Dude, you're going to be 60, and Brian's going to be like 108. You'll be on your deathbed. <laughs> hey, Brian. And the whole time, hey, Ethan's going to be to a- thank you one more time. <laughs> when do I get a car? <laughs> the whole time, Ethan's going to be over here like, you've never given me a car. Brian, thank you for the car. You <laughs> gave that guy a car. I'm your son. All you gave me was a chewy pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> you brought that all the way back around. Yeah, you did. That was good. That was good. But, so, from expectations. expectations. So, yes. You're a coach's son. Yes. And also a pastor's kid. Yes. Can't be easy. My goodness. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in church and I saw some pastor's kids and I saw some pastors and I saw some kids. And sometimes <laughs> I saw some kids have pastors and some pastors had kids. I've seen it all. I've seen some stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, what I'm, my point is, I've seen a lot of, of that interaction of, you know, those expectations where, okay, your your parent is this person. Yeah. Right. And and you're supposed to be this person, or mm-hmm. you're not this person. So how how you know, not you know, everybody that knows Jay is kind of like okay, we know Jay. You know, he's everybody he's great. knows he's my He's a little dad. bit of a jerk. Um, you know, all these things he talks about it. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I you know, I, and I think there's different levels of okay. There's a pastor, there, whatever, and there's untouchable, and then there's Jay, and he's like okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all that to say, you obviously have a little bit of a weight on your shoulders from some people of an expectation Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that well it's it's weird it's not so much of an expectation i think i've grown into be my own person that i've realized that if there are i don't even think there are expectations of me but oh i expect a lot oh (laughs) i'm just (laughs) you're your own man you do what you want um but 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 (laughs) i didn't do that for the joke i swear (laughs) you're really Um, trying to figure it out i'm trying to figure it out um are you anxious that what what hmm? I said are you anxious right now no, no. Uh, seriously oh okay okay so that it's not so much of an expectation but it's a known thing that like people will look at my name and be like Mitlo you're Jay's kid oh mm. okay mm. that it hit me one day in 10th grade or in Tom, study Tommy's hall. nephew 
Nobody says that. No. Nobody has okay. ever said All that. Right. Actually, no, one person has said that, I think. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris just said, Tommy. <laughs> You're my nephew. <laughs> that was good. Um, that it realized in 10th grade study hall, I wanted to leave the classroom to go to another classroom. And they're like, no, sorry, you can't do that. And it's just... Oh, what's your name? Joe Mitlow. Oh, you're Jake. You can go right ahead. Privilege. I can get behind this a little bit. But <laughs> with the expectation part of it, it's kind of like I'm going in. He always told me that, like, as a coach. You're talking about your dad. Yes, my father. He, right. This is an audio podcast. Like some respect, J- please. <laughs> Joseph Clarence Mitlow Sr. Oh, um, snap. Um told me as like a coach that I'm going to treat you like every other player and probably a little bit harder Mm -hmm. and you're not going to get the privilege of being my son and I just walked in with that expectation and it was fulfilled out so I don't know where that point was going as far as the expectation how what is it living in the shadow of somebody is so known as I am but Mm -hmm. so but a lot of that was UJ setting the expectation that look you know you're not going to get any favors from me and you know and, mm-hmm. and and other you know other people may look at you in a way but at the end of the day it's it's you know how your dad's treating you how your mom's treating you you know what i mean um but you still have to deal with the chatter you know in in the hallways of school or whatever you you know yeah sometimes um but maybe not so much now because i'm not in the different. hallways right. as much exactly right. yeah so enough about jay and and uh other people so, Joe. Eric. You are going into the ROTC. I am. I am curious mm-hmm. of why you have chosen a military path into your education, mm-hmm. and what are you excited about? So, there was one day... I'd always heard like the speeches in school, like, you join the military, wait, we'll get you some college. And, but it was... A, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a presentation in one of my classes that they were like, Oh yeah, we have all these jobs, so you don't have to go to college. We'll teach you in from the military. Like, oh yeah, we'll do this and this and this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really cool because I wasn't super set on college at that point. And I was like, but I do find the military interesting. I find guns and jumping out of helicopters on the ranger. That's pretty team. cool. That's pretty that's cool. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Um. And so I looked into that, and it was, it got down to the decision a couple months ago where it was, do you want to go to college and have the college experience as much as i can next year being covid will probably still be around but or do you want to go to military school and skip out on the college experience and do that and then i found pit rotc had a scholarship to go to college and like i hadn't taken the sats i didn't score well on the sats Hmm. so i Compared to your grade point average. <laughs> after after we're, we're done, I'll tell you what I got on the SAT. Okay, we'll compared to my, compared to my peers who scored on the SAT, <laughs> I didn't score high enough to get any like academic scholarships. Yeah. So I was like, oh, the ROTC, yeah, I could probably do that because that's combining the two worlds. Kind of like get, a happy medium. Right. Mm. I get college and I get ROTC and mm. I get my college paid for. There you um, that's very pragmatic of you. And pragmatic is a good thing to be. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got interested in it. And I'm excited for the military, it sounds dumb, the military aspect of it's it. It's not dumb. Yeah. Because, like, I've always been interested and I'm, yeah. like, jumping out of helicopters and all that. But also, like, the adventure, The adventure the of, adventure of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good well, word. We have a comment from one of our good friends, and that's Carissa, who is a military vet herself. I believe Air Force. I apologize for even saying I believe it's Air Force. <laughs> and she corrects you, Joe. She says weapons. Not guns. Right. But Pardon. It's, but Pardon. it's a good transition because but what guns. is one of your but goals? <laughs> They're guns. They have triggers. You put ammo in them. But what's one of your goals with computer science in the military is to develop? I want to design weapons. As computer science is what I'm majoring in in college. Oh, Tony Stark. Dude, if you ever need an SEO guy whenever you make a big... Um, <laughs> you will be the first name on the my list. My man. <laughs> but yeah, I want to design... I don't know how this works or if it's even like a job title or anything, but I want to design stuff for the military yeah. using the computer science because that's what's interesting. That's also why I wanted to go to college is that I've taken two coding classes and a computer science class in high school, and it's so interesting to me, and I want to learn more to a point where I can do it for a job. Yeah. And just combining that in the military, I'm, I'm sure the military is getting more and more uh, technologically advanced. I'm like, absolutely. I want to be there for that because I'm yeah. sure I'd make a lot of money doing that. Too. I'm sure you will. It's it's absolutely interesting and mm-hmm. financially 
capable. You'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you put, you, and especially you put your time in the military, you mm-hmm. go into the private sector after all that, man. I mm-hmm. mean, you're, you're going to make bank wow. for sure. That's exciting, dude. That's Thank awesome. You. It is exciting. Yeah. And in that, you said seeing your, your uh, uncle be in the Army is what really led you. Uh, I did be, say that. That's my, what I thought. Uh, was, retired general a, uncle who is probably watching. Was uh, great yeah, is, Bob Pleszkowski. Yeah. Thank wait. you for helping me out. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I owe him money. Jeff Platt said, hey, don't worry about nobody in the military knows who Jay is. You're just going to be a cadet. And that's a good point from Jeff. And, and it will be funny. The first time you're like, well, you know, my uncle was a general. They're like, we don't care. We yeah. don't. <laughs> we could not care in the they slightest. Go, oh, really? <laughs> you're going to do more push-ups now. <laughs> now we're going to shave your head. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about your future. We've talked about a lot of things. And what we want to do just briefly before we transition out is talk about uh, your scores on the relational needs questionnaire. We mm-hmm. always encourage mm-hmm. all of uh, the people who come to the table to go to the website to take the test. You'll get an email back in a day or so. Um, Joe's highest score we talked about earlier was security. Seven. Seven. Um, the one. What below, is this out of, by the way? Ten. Ten. Oh. But again, the numbers, by the way, for those of you who take it at home, the highest you can score on emotional need is ten. The lowest is negative ten. They do not compare to other people. It's just a function of what is your highest versus your lowest. Like Joe mm-hmm. didn't have any in the negatives, but he had several that were zero. That doesn't mean that you know that he. It's just all relative to your own score. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, like if I'm three on security, if it have, doesn't compare to Joe's seven. Because we're totally different people. Well, it could compare. It right. could, if three is your highest, then right. you both have the highest emotional need is security. Well, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't like, mean he but, has double but, the emotional right, need. But Joe's you not do. better than me at security because right. he has seven. Yes. Well, Joe's better. That's, well, that's. Duh. I scored a seven. He's a better person than me for sure. <laughs> I got more points than you. <laughs> <laughs> but your second highest need is acceptance. Yes. And again, acceptance is being loved even though you've made a mistake, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that it's everything mm-hmm. is okay, which is funny because the running joke in our family, which isn't a joke, it's built on tears, is that Joe was raised <laughs> with a whole lot of guilt. I don't know how. It's his mother more than anything else. I couldn't imagine who. Um <laughs> But <laughs> wait, what were you raised on, Jay? Uh, Nine hundred percent guilt, and my lovely mother, who's probably watching right now, would say, "Mm-hmm, and it worked." <laughs> I it raised worked. five beautiful children, and it worked out wonderfully. Now, um, but it is interesting that that is one of your highest needs, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that you have never gotten in trouble in school. Once. Wow! Oh, you did. I got a Saturday oh, yes, detention you did for skipping. Oh, snap. Skipping? I was not skipping. I will tell this story with anger. Do I it. was not skipping. <laughs> Spite. I started. Spite so story. I'm in the hallway and I started walking like, like not like a baby <laughs> giraffe does. Like not running, but not walking. Yeah. Speed walking, I guess right, you would yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah. And the security guard. <laughs> stop. I'm like, what? what's going on? And so she gives me a Saturday detention. For speed walking in the hallway. And hadn't and you just, just con- done really well on a test and you were just happy? I think so. Yeah. Or so, some nerd sixth grade stuff or something. Right, right, right. And <laughs> it, now remembering it, I skipped it. Like, I didn't tell my parents that I got in trouble because I didn't think I got in trouble. You skipped Saturday detention. I skipped the Saturday detention the first time and they came to me on the Monday. Uh-huh. That really? I was, oh. And they were like, yeah, you were supposed to go to that, so we're not going to fault you, but you have to come Saturday. And I was like... What? I'm not a troublemaker. So me and my friend who had never been in trouble in our lives are in this Saturday detention. Just, you know, we're like, we don't belong here. (laughs) And they did actually. Oh, yeah. They pulled us out. The one teacher recognized the both of us and was like, they're not bad kids. They didn't do it. You can go in the library and just do whatever you want. So I ended up doing stats for volleyball for an hour and a half. They're nerds. We're going to pull you out of gen pop. We're going to put you into a general population. (laughs) At least make some Joseph Jason all over again. Exactly. Exactly. We have the same first name. Fair comparison. It is the same thing. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Um, Joe's lowest respect. Mm-hmm. And you've called yourself a nerd three different times today, which actually you hold in high esteem as you should. Um, and appreciation. 4.286. Do they, do they ring true? <laughs> that Do you feel like, yeah, I don't really care if people thank me? Right. I don't... It's... I don't want to sound conceited saying this, but, like, I don't really care if I'm thanked or if I'm... Or, like, hmm. if someone respects me. Like, I'm my own person. I don't really need... I'm fleshing out an idea that didn't make sense. You um, don't need their validation for who yes. you are. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> Brian's like, sorry, Brian. I need all the validation. <laughs> well, no, no, Brian, you've got it's, me beaten. It's this just one. interesting to me because respect and appreciation to me are intricately tied. Yeah. And th- those are two of my highest, and you, you, those are two, those are your two lowest. So it's like I don't know, you're you're talking Arabic to me or something right now. <laughs> like I see your lips moving. Like, I took Mandarin I, Chinese I, in eighth grade. Is I, that I the same thing? get it, but I don't know. I don't know. Just interesting. It is. That, and that's what's so interesting about all of this that we're doing um, is just the ways that you can you can be you and mm-hmm. I love you and I love you and but we're all different and mm-hmm. the more that we understand what our needs are you know the more that you understand what Amy's needs are mm-hmm. the more that it, yeah. it just it helps you to to um, to do life better mm-hmm. and um, you know and in that we can all do better right. That is correct. We can all do a transition. I didn't even... It just came to me. Well, we have uh, a can't do better. Oh, yeah. We have a can't do better. Yes. And mine, I believe Eric has nothing. We're trying to wait. I don't know what yours is, right? I have a borderline. Yeah. I'm interested. Not sure. Do better. Can't do better. We will decide. Dateline. Load Old Township. I don't know where that is. Oh, Florida. Michigan. Michigan man Ah. builds poop wall after dispute with neighbor. A man is reportedly retaliating against a neighbor with cow dung in a small Michigan town. Wayne Lambarth, the neighbor who claims a 250-foot wall of manure was erected following a property line dispute he had with a fellow farm owner last year. The unusual divider separates two properties in Lodal Township, a civil township situated near blah, 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 Michigan. So, blah, 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 Mish. I've been there. Aside from <laughs> serving as a phys- physical divider, Lambarth and his tenants told Fox 2 the manure wall comes with a powerful stench. The farmer who built the wall, whose identity has remained anonymous, denied the organic structure is a poop wall. It's a compost fence. <laughs> Composting is the act, blah, blah, blah. Mean manure is not listed as an ideal compostable material under the EPA, but knowledgeable agricultural experts say it's an all right thing to do. So the question is... Do better, man. Don't be putting up a poop wall. Or he <laughs> put up a poop wall. <laughs> do better or can't do better. Man, that's one of those ones where you're walking the line. Like, you know full well you're... You're making a poop wall. You're guy. making a poop wall, and people are going to have an objection to that, but you're also coming with the law. Like, eh, it's not really against the law, is it? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's a hard one. I don't so, like it because, like, I don't like people that, like, do flamethrowing kind of stuff. You know, like, hey, I'm going to build a poop wall. Dude, if you're building a poop wall, you know that you're doing something wrong and somebody's going to have an objection to that. Right. He's doing it for the contradiction. So he, want, he wants to be on Twitter. He wants to get famous. Controversial? Yes. <laughs> right. English I actually do have a do better. Oh, do tell. Um, and Jay and everybody in the room, I would I would love your opinion on this. Um. So in in London, you sound like you're from London. Oh, in London, the mayor of London just commissioned a new art campaign for the city, and it basically looks like. Wait, did you did you say the mayor of London? Yes. It basically. Con, I believe, is his name. F F London. I thought it was mayor. the king. So you, you you all know the like the. When you're on the like public transportation in London, there's like the red circle with the line through it. Um. What? Do not enter? No, like... <laughs> Ghostbusters. No. It, it's this shape, but this is the new artwork for... Oh, the Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. With the S hanging off the end? Exactly. That's like, stupid. Oh. Doesn't that look like... Wait, that's like the real... That's London, like the that's real. London's, real. London's gone to hell, man. Do better. <laughs> yeah, do, <laughs> better, do better. Do better. So that's All like of the you. Pat Bus of London? What's yeah, wrong with like London? It's, it's I'm sorry, you know what we're going to do. You know what we're going to do. We're going to make a little bit of a sign. <laughs> but we're going to be a little bit silly. It's <laughs> be hanging off just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's going to be a cheeky little sign, yeah. I believe that's appropriation, Joe. I think you should uh, uh, that was great. watch that. Yeah. I am so sorry for any Londoners. No, left. please don't be. <laughs> just London's kidding. Gone, London's gone in the tank. No, but like, like... the mayor's name Con? K-H-A-N? It doesn't matter. But like, the thing is, they Eric's spent... Eric's trying to point here. No, they spent millions of dollars to make that on this. logo. Not not Wait, not to millions. make the not to make not to make the logo, but like to I'm I'm in, I'm I'm sure they like 
Um, I'm sure all the development and everything to create the artwork and then implement the artwork, like print it out. Millions, you said? This program. Millions. Like, millions of dollars. It, it, millions of euros. It, That's billions of euros, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more than $8 million, American dollars, worth of work. For, for that. Do better. Do be- but no, my thing that is, is, like, what is that? For the mayor, like, what is that? Like, like, because the, they're getting all kinds of criticism. It's virtue signaling. Of... I don't get, get it. Better. Though. Like, I, don't I don't get understand it either. Who is that? What what virtue are they signaling? Right. It's just like it's for like third grade it, crayon kids. Exactly. And we'll post a link in the show notes. But like, yeah, it, it just it doesn't looks, make sense. It looks like kid art, and it's like, well, that's not art. Bad like, kid art. Exactly. I've seen kids do nice art. But is that attention? I don't know. I don't get it. Ooh, I'll go. Okay. Hold up. Joe has a can't do better. I do. If I can find it. Uh, Headline reads. Uh, the postmillennial.com reads Man spray paints hundreds of penises on the road to draw attention to potholes. Wow. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. No. <laughs> was I supposed to blur that one out? No, that's no. fine. No. Okay. okay. Blur uh, out your voice? <laughs> no, I meant penis. <laughs> Man sprays. You cannot say penis on All the right. Podcast. Don't say it six times in a row. Your mother might listen to the first time ever on the podcast. <laughs> nah. Except the one time she was on for five seconds. <laughs> not even. Uh, Jeff Upson of New Zealand calls himself a road safety campaigner and draws graffiti on roadways in an attempt to get the city to pave over it. Jeff Upson has taken to social media and word I can't pronounce drawing to bring attention to the poor conditions of roadway in his home province in New Zealand. There you go. If they come out and fix the road, then 100% of my drawing will be removed, Upson told local newspaper. (laughs) I'm about sick of calling Auckland Transport. That's like ransom penis. That's all you really need. That's all. I applaud that, dude. That's so cool. <laughs> like, I want to do that. You it's, say can't do bad. It is a win-win for hey, him. Dude, there's a lot of potholes in Penn Hills, man. Get to, get to, get to work. Okay, uh, there, are, paint. there are two at our church, and I would ask you to not do that. Dude, Logie Road. Just, oh, wow. Boom. Bro. There's not enough penis. <laughs> There's not enough penile on the roads right now. And that's it for episode 113. (laughs) Please make sure to give us a like or a follow and or a follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, please take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Hey, hey, hey. It's a simple sandwich. <laughs> no. 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 Well, if you, if you, if you, I'm out. You've never given me a car. And I saw some pastor's kids, and I saw some pastors, and I saw some kids. You join the military. Wait, we'll get you some college. What we're going to do. You know what we're going to do. We're going to make a little bit of a sign. But we're going to be a little bit silly. That's like ransom penis. Lunchtime in Rome, (laughs) sponsored by Jersey Mike's. It's over. You're going to experience this and it's going to suck a little bit.